0: Hello everyone, welcome back to the formerly known podcast by Lunarscape and the newly named podcast Conscious Cycling. So I have been absent again for a long time, I think it has been about seven months since I have been on this podcast and i found that it was taking up a lot of my time and energy that i just didn't have in the past year or so and i am hoping that my new system of working will mean that I can come here more often and be with you all. So I have been spending a lot of my time on Insight Timer, the meditation app, which I'm sure I've mentioned in the past, and I have been doing live sessions on there. I have just started recording my live sessions and uploading them to YouTube and I'm going to begin uploading them here on our podcast, Conscious Cycling. My intention is to get a podcast out two or possibly three times a month so we will see how that intention unfolds throughout this year of 2022. So before we dive into our topic of the energetic archetypal maps of the menstrual cycle today, I did want to let you know that I am launching my course Womb Wisdom which will begin the live sessions on February 23rd. Womb Wisdom is an eight week course, and we are going to be meeting together as a community for five live calls. And we'll be exploring the womb wisdom through the physical landscape, the energetic landscape, the spiritual landscape, and then learning how to integrate all of that wisdom into how we can live as cyclical beings in our linear world. So if that sounds like something that will support you in your journey and aligning with yourself, then I would love to guide you on that exploration so come and join us our first live call is on february 23rd i am running this course live twice a year so we'll not be running it again until the end of this year and you can find all of the information about womb wisdom on my website megannoreen.com backslash womb-wisdom Now let's dive into today's episode, The Energetic Archetypes of the Menstrual Cycle. And this is a recording from an Insight Timer Live event that happened at the end of January 2022. And together during the live session, we explored the three different archetypal maps, the luminaries, the inner seasons, and the five roots of menstruation. Let's explore them together. Welcome to the energetic archetypes of the cycle. Um, I myself, I am day, I'm day 21 today in my cycle. I started bleeding right, right as the clock struck like 12 on New Year's Day. So, um, I am, I'm aligned with the calendar dates this, this month, which is always really nice and convenient. I don't have to think too much about what day of my cycle I am. Um, so I'm day 21. I'm in my inner autumn, the premenstrual phase. And, um, Yeah, I'm feeling quite, um, I have this feeling that I want to, like, organize and get everything in place. So, like, I'm, like, looking around my room and I'm like, oh, it really, I really just want to clean it. I want to organize it. Um, and thinking about my work, I'm, like, thinking about all the, all the, like, little task things that I want to get done before the end of this cycle. And I've got, like, a lot of editing work, so that, like, really aligns with this energy. Um, you felt the same way. Did a lot of cleaning, declutter, decluttering, organizing. Yeah, that's definitely an, a premenstrual energy. Um, it's sort of like a, it's like the menstrual nesting. You know, like um when you're pregnant and you're getting ready, um to you know bring a child into into the world, and you have that sort of like nesting period where you are getting everything ready. Um, that's the same sort of energy that we have in our premenstrual. So that when our menstrual phase comes, um, you can just let go and relax into that into that space. You don't have to like worry about things being being out of place. Um, yeah, the way I talk about the energies, I talk about day one, um, because day one of the menstrual cycle is the first day of full flow bleeding, and that is the same archetypal energy as the new moon. Um, so usually when I guide people, especially people who are in post-menopause, or if you are pregnant, postpartum, um, have an amenorrhea, so you're not, you know, you don't have your cycle for some reason. Um, Connecting with the lunar cycle, I usually guide them to do day one is the the day of the new moon. Okay, but before diving in too deep with that stuff, um, I will, I do want to share that the sort of frameworks and um, how I learned about these energetic archetypes come from um, the Red School. So it's Alexandra Pope and Shani Hugo-Werlitzer um, as my mentors, and I went through their training to become a menstruality mentor. Um, and so the foundation of what I'm teaching today comes from that lineage, and then I myself have taken on my own um, experiences and my own language and really like worked it to be um, like how I understand it and feel it within my body. So I invite you to do the same, um, to find to find what works for you in your body as I'm going through and and sharing these today. So we're gonna start. We're going to start with like a zoomed out picture, and then we're going to go deeper a layer, and then we're going to go deeper a layer. So like I said, there's going to be three um, archetypal like blueprints, maps that we're going to go through today. And we're going to start at the the widest, the widest one, which is called the luminaries, or what I call the luminaries. I didn't know about this word until... Um, until I saw a TV mini series called *The Luminaries*, and then I realized it was based on a book as well. Um, and *Luminaries*, *The Luminaries* specifically, um, you know, with a with the capital L, um, the proper name. That means a celestial object that gives light. Um. And so, when you think about our what you can see in the sky, what are the two, the two, um, the two largest bringers of light in the sky? And obviously, the first one would be the sun, right? So the sun giving us the light that we need. It's the brightest thing in our sky. And then the second one would be the moon you know, the largest reflector, obviously during the full moon, whenever it is reflecting of the sun. So we have these two celestial objects, the sun and the moon. And I think it's like pretty obvious to think about this cycle of the sun and the moon, if we put it into our 24-hour day, right? So we think about, um, yeah the ways in which the sun and the moon dance around in a cycle in in our 24 hour day and so we're going to put that you know that's the that's the archetypal energy of our first of our first map um the luminaries and if we put that onto the other cycles um putting it onto our menstrual cycle we have two poles in the menstrual cycle so like two two points um where your body is is physically doing something, um, so one would be menstruation when your body is physically um, shedding of the lining and bleeding, and then the other point is ovulation where your body is physically releasing that releasing that egg. So those are the two points, the two poles of the menstrual cycle. and if you want to connect it to the lunar cycle, that would be the new moon and the full moon and connecting it to the earthly seasonal cycle that would be at the winter solstice and the summer solstice of the yearly cycle um so we have these two two poles and putting that with the luminaries the time of menstruation the new moon the winter solstice that would be the time of like the the depth of night you know like where it's the darkest time of the night um the height of the moon um, and that's, that's the energy of this pole. On the other side of ovulation, summer solstice, and the full moon would be the time of, um, you know, the height of the sun, like the, the high noon sun. Um, and then the in between is when, you know, the sun and the moon are crossing, crossing one another. It's that transition phase, um, where we're moving from, you know, from night to day, the sun is rising, and it's getting brighter and lighter. And then on the other side, as the sun is descending, and the moon is um, becoming dominant, and it the it's getting darker and darker gradually. So what I call from menstruation to ovulation is then called the solar path. So it's like the waking up of the sun... And it's gradually on its ascent into the sky, which means the energy of the sun is going, you know, it's going up and out. So that's our energy from menstruation to ovulation. Your your energy is going from the lowest point at menstruation and then it's moving up and out into a more um, collective energy at ovulation. And then from ovulation to menstruation is the lunar path. And so that is then you take that transition, that shift, and your energy is now turning back in and down. And the Red School, um, the Red School names these the Via Positiva, which is the solar path, and then the Via Negativa, which is the lunar path. So it's that energy of moving up and out, and then the energy of moving down and in, back within yourself. Um, yeah. And what I love about what I love about this energy is that I try not to talk in binaries. <laughs> um, you know, being a being a non-binary person myself. Um I love this energy of solar and lunar because they don't they're not static, right? It's not a linear structure where there's one at one side, one at the other side like other um you know, especially like when people talk about masculine and feminine, that's usually how they talk about it as a binary. So we have these energies of solar and lunar, but um when you look at them in the cycle, they're not it's not linear right because there's this gradual growing and then gradual decaying um and this gradual expanse and this gradual contraction and just goes back and forth like your breath as well right like your breath it's not like one point of exhale one point of inhale no it's a cycle that it goes through um yeah so that's our that's our first our first um archetypal blueprint is the luminaries. I definitely feel that in the um even in the in the yearly cycle, right? Like in the winter, I just want to be a homebody, you know, like stay at home, be comfy, cozy in my blankets. Um and then like in the summer, it's a lot easier to to be outside and to do activities. Um you know, that our my energy is moving outward. So connecting even in with that, like, yearly, um, yearly cyclical energy with the luminaries. And then the second, the second map, the second blueprint is usually um, a lot of, a lot of people's favorites. It's the inner seasons. So what I shared in the beginning, like today I'm day 21, that's my inner autumn season. So I often talk about when I talk about my cycle, um, I will talk about where I am in my my inner seasons. You know, I've become much more intentional with working with the earthly um seasons in just the last couple years. Um and yeah, it's it's really amazing then to see um, the way my body and my energy is moving with the earthly seasons. And I'm like, was I always like this? And I just didn't notice, like I just wasn't aware? Or um, am I? is my body starting to adapt and align to these cycles because I am, you know, more aware of how they work? So that's been like an interesting question don't really have seasons in florida yeah it's a little bit hard i live in india and so um really there's like three seasons i mean like culturally there are actually six seasons but i don't feel i don't feel a lot of them um because there's just such a small shift but the more i pay attention the more i see those subtle changes um and even just this year noticing when the snails come out that was an interesting like observation like there is a season where there are snails (laughs) and the other seasons there are not snails Um, so that was that's been interesting Um, and so the more you become aware and the more you pay attention um you'll start to notice you'll start to notice things all right so we're going to move into our seasons of the cycle so we have these um two Right, The two halves of the cycle, the luminaries, the solar path and the lunar path. And zooming in, we're going to break it down into four, the four seasons. And so we'll start with um, the winter. So here in the northern hemisphere where I live, um, we're in the winter season right now. And this is aligned to the menstrual phase. So that's called the inner winter when you're bleeding. And that is also the energy of the new moon. So it's like the the dark, the darkness of the new moon, you know, like the darkness of the winter. Um, you know, especially around the winter solstice when it is the darkest night. And so this energy of the menstrual cycle usually begins about a day or two before you begin bleeding. And some of you may feel like a, a natural shift where you um, want more space for yourself and want to just, it's like you're building that cocoon um, within you. That energetic shift is the beginning of the inner winter. And the inner winter is both the end and the beginning of the cycle. Like I said, like it usually starts a day or two before you begin bleeding, and that would be day one of your cycle when you actually start bleeding. So it's the end and the beginning. And if you think about, um, the cyclical energy of, you know, everything that has a cycle in the universe, it's that life, death, and rebirth. And so the inner winner holds that, um archetypal energy of the death and the rebirth. So it's like the beginning of the winter is the death and the towards the end of the winter is the rebirth. It's like the the time of the um the ground is being you know cleared and ready and then the the planting begins in the still in the darkness, right? Um, so here in the winter we've got the death and the rebirth. And the um, the energy of this is the time to rest. It's the time to renew yourself. And, um, you know, this can be very difficult in our modern uh, modern worlds, which are, you know, calling us to show up and be the same every single day. And so your sacred invitation during the inner winter is to... Do as much um, of nothing as you can. So it's just to be. And so seeing all of your responsibilities and seeing all of the things, you know, on your to-do list and deciding what is the most important, like, and only doing the things that are, like, completely necessary and letting everything else go, putting it off, putting it on your list for the spring season um, and really taking that time for, for yourself. Because if you put that into thinking about back to the 24 hour cycle, like what happens to your body if you don't sleep for a night? Like if you stay awake for a complete, um, you know, 24 hours, how is your body the next day? Um, my, my guesses and the times I used to do this in college, um, you know it's really hard to function it is really hard to function without any sleep and so your hormones are the same way it's like this is the time of the cycle where your hormones are saying i don't have the energy to give you um like it's time to it's time to rest it's time to take um take some time for yourself and the beauty of that is in the rest you can access altered states of consciousness. Because like I said, this is the time of the cycle where you are the most, your energy is moving the most inward, uh, down and in. And so it's connecting you with this um, divine essence, this divine source within you, um, this deep connection to knowing who you are. It's your core. And so if you take the time to rest, that is what is accessible for you. And I'll talk more in detail about the third map, because the third map is is when we'll go deeper into the, the inner winter itself. So then, after the winter, after you've done bleeding, or the time of the waxing moon, or the time of the spring season, um, we have this inner spring energy. And this is a transition phase, where we're moving right from menstruation to ovulation on that solar path. And so our energy is gradually and slowly moving from the deepest parts within to uh, moving up and out. And so this season of the spring comes with a lot of curiosity, um, a lot of playfulness. And, um, you know, it's that time where you have planted the seeds, you're nourishing the seeds and like waiting and watching for them to, you know, like, um, come up out of the ground and begin to begin to bud. It's that energy of new life, new beginnings. Um, so, working with your intentions here, you know, you set your intention and you plant it in the inner winter. So, when you come into the spring, um, it's sort of like this this exploration and this um, this playfulness about um, you know never really knowing like what. When when are the plants gonna when are the plants gonna come up? When are they gonna bud? When are they gonna blossom? Um, and just being like attentive and watching that as they you know explore um, their own way up out of the ground, and that's what your energy is doing as well. So you might find yourself like really creative during the inner spring the spring season really connected to, again, this, um, like an inner child It's that holds the inner child archetype as the spring. Um, and so lean, lean into those energies and the sacred invitations there, the energy that it's holding is to actually, um, cherish yourself. So thinking about like your inner child self and how you would like, um, how you would cherish and hold yourself in that, um, in that space. Um, so that's the sacred invitation of, of your spring. And again, coming back to that energy of transition, right? And thinking about, thinking about that energy of when the sun is rising, right? And so like you have that deep dark blackness of the night and then gradually right it turns to like a dark navy blue and then it turns to a lighter blue and then a lighter blue and then finally like you see the sun's rays begin to peak above the horizon you know you get some sort of like pastel colors coming and then finally like the sun rises and you like see the the crispness of the um of the rays coming through and so that is the spring that's the slowness the gentleness that you want to move through the spring it's very easy to um go into states of burnout if you know right after you're done bleeding you're like yep all right i'm just going to go back to full force back to 100% where i was before um and just you know keep pushing along um that is a recipe for burnout so really Going gently, going slow, cherishing yourself, um, having that time to play um, in the inner spring will, will help, help hold you away from that burnout energy. All right. Then we move in. What comes after spring? Summer. All right. So then we have the inner summer, which is aligned to um, ovulation. And the full moon, and like the summer solstice energy um, of the yearly cycle, and so this is where your energy is the um, the most focused on what's happening outside of yourself, what's happening in the collective, what's happening with your, um, you know, with your work, with your purpose in the world. Um, it's a time to then begin to blossom and manifest those intentions you set in the winter, the intentions you set at the new moon. Now you come to the summer, the full moon energy, and that is the time to, um, to manifest, to see how that's coming, how that's coming to life. And it's the time like really to like get down, get down and do the work and your hormones. You have that energy to do that. Let's come back to this hormonal chart. Um, so you see after the winter, and estrogen is usually what gives you the most um, the most energy, what you feel um, your energy pulls. So you'll see here towards the end of spring and into the summer, we've got this surge of estrogen. Um, and then we've got, you know, ovulation. And if you're paying a lot of attention, you usually will feel an energetic um down time usually like a day or two around ovulation uh, because it takes a lot it takes a lot of energy to release that that egg which is um, the egg that is being released is the largest single cell in your body Um, and so it takes a lot of energy to release that from your ovary um, into you know into your body Um, and then your estrogen begins to pick begins to pick back up so um the inner summer it's really dynamic in energy if you're paying really close attention to the subtleties but this um this surge in estrogen is what will give you that energy to like really um you know you might find it easier to work later or work more hours during the summer. You might find it really easy to um spend more time with other people and being social um and not you know get tired or worn out as easily during the summer um what else it comes with like a natural a natural state of like optimism and confidence um and this energy of being able to show yourself out into the world. So normally, if you're like a shy, introverted type of person, it would become um, just a little bit easier during this inner summer energy to um, show up and show yourself uh, to the world. So, you know, if you are that more um shy introverted person and you have like a presentation that you need to do or some sort of public speaking event if you can plan that for your ovulation time that would be you know ideal um so that's that time where you would have just a little bit of a of a boost of confidence um to to do that and show up and the the sacred invitation in the summer is um to find pleasure Mm. And I did a lot of work with pleasure this last um this last earthly season of the summer. So this past June, June, July, um in the Sacred Cycles coven that I run. Um, it's the the membership that I um the membership platform that I have. And we go through the energies of the earthly um the earthly seasons and how they connect to our menstrual cycles. And so we did, um, this whole cycle on pleasure and really expanding our understanding of what pleasure means. And so like, I was finding pleasure in like, there's this really beautiful, um, flowering tree in our garden out back that has like this, um, this like deep, deep, what's the color? Um, like a magenta like this deep magenta flowers and like just finding the pleasure in that color of the flower um and like that's just like this this sense of like beauty right when i become aware of that and like seeking out things that make me feel good um and you know pleasure a lot of times when you think about pleasure like the first thing that comes up is usually connected to something with sexuality And it's just like so much more expansive than that. It really is anything that makes you feel good. Um, anything that, um, you know, brings this feeling of like pleasure and goodness, um, within you. And so that's sort of like the abundance of, of the summer is being able to tap into those things that make you feel good. And I really hate the phrase guilty pleasures. I really hate that phrase. Um, because like, why, why should we feel guilty about things that make us feel good? Like we should not, should not have to feel guilty about things that make us feel good. Um, and yeah, let's, let's invite more things that make us feel good. Um, and I think that could really resource us better if we're leaning towards pleasure, specifically in the summer um, energy. Um, let's see. Red, your face is most symmetrical during ovulation. It is. Um, your face becomes symmetrical and also your voice, um, what's the, what's the word? Um, like the level, the level of your voice changes. Um, doesn't stop. It's like the frequency, the frequency of your voice changes. Um, and your face becomes a bit more symmetrical, because just biologically um our our bodies were created to to mate and reproduce, and so it's meant um, as a biological process to you know find find a mate that um will will align to your to your hormonal energy to reproduce. All right, so then our last the last season, we've got the inner autumn ah, the inner autumn, the premenstrual phase, the waning moon, and the autumn season. And again, this is a transition phase. So this is, we're on the lunar path, we're moving from this height of the summer, and gradually and slowly moving down and in. And, you know, thinking about the sun setting again. So that gradual slowness with which the sun sets, you know, the moon usually has already risen before the sun has completely set and how it just like subtly one step um, closer to night, you know, continuing to get just a little bit darker um, until it's, you know, completely dark at night. And then thinking about the autumn um, earthly season, especially if you live somewhere um that experiences the you know the sh- the shift in the um, the deciduous trees when they they begin to turn colors right the leaves turn their colors and begin to fall fall away, and that gradual slow transition with which they do that right so it's not just like one day you wake up and all the leaves are on the ground. No, it happens over, you know, periods of weeks or, or months. Um, this, the slow transition. So that's, that's an invitation during the autumn season, slowly, slow down, um, gradually letting go. And what do you know about the autumn? It's also the time of harvesting, right? So it's, it's a time to, um, Reflect back, you know what has happened in this past cycle, thinking about that intention you set at winter, thinking about how you explored and played throughout the spring, thinking about how that came to life and manifested and blossomed in this in the summer, and then taking that shift and taking a moment to reflect back, um deciding like where I am in in my life right now, is this where I want to be or? Do I need to do some course correcting um, and, you know, find find my way back to the place I want to be? And what do I want to take with me? So that's the harvesting energy. What do I want to take with me that I have learned, that I have gained, that I am holding from this past cycle? And what do I want to let go? So that's the, um, that's the decay and the the letting go of those leaves that are falling. So it's like this harvesting and then letting go energy of the the inner autumn. The autumn is the inner elder. So um, it's that, you know, you're beginning to gain the wisdom as you're looking back over the cycle and learning um, what, you know, what has transpired, those things that you want to harvest, um, those wisdom nuggets that you want to harvest from the last cycle. Again, coming back to this hormone cycle, right? We're here in the autumn. And progesterone is the dominant um, hormone, but for a lot of us, the balance of these two, estrogen and progesterone, is not is not in an optimal place. So for a lot of us, either you'll have low progesterone or you'll have higher estrogen. Um, and that's, that's what will bring a lot of the symptoms that you experience in the premenstrual phase in the inner autumn phase. And also energetically, if you're experiencing things, a lot of things like, um, you know, irritability, frustration, um, anger, um, yeah. So if you experience like really, um, more extreme PMS symptoms or things that like you can't, um, you can't seem to relieve, then definitely like get your hormones checked out, those levels of estrogen and progesterone. You wanna usually test seven, um seven to nine days after ovulation um, to really see like where where those levels are at that peak point um, in in the autumn. And then energetically in the inner autumn, the premenstrual phase, you know, this is the natural home of the inner critic. Um, because it carries this energy of um, course correcting, of editing, um, you become very critical about like what what is in your surroundings and also what is within you, and that's that can be like a helpful helpful tool, right? To be to take a critical eye into these things that are in your life. And, um, you know, my mentors talk about the inner critic being about 95% bullshit, but there's usually like a 5% truth that might be hidden underneath the layers of of your inner critic. And usually it comes out when you start asking the question, why? You know, if your inner critic says something to you and you ask why, why are you saying that? Um, you know, what's what's below that? What's at the root of that? Um, And usually under that, when you can get to the root and the why, you get to that 5%, um, that 5% truth that's hiding underneath, that wants to be seen, that wants to be integrated. Um, Also connecting that into like the shadow self as well, because usually underneath that, that's like, it's rooted in the shadow self. Um, So energetically, if you have a lot, you know, if your inner critic is really loud... Um, if you have a lot of um, shadows that have not been integrated, if you have experienced a lot of trauma um, in your life, if your nervous system is not at a um, you know an optimal place, all of those things can contribute to your experience of your inner autumn or your premenstrual phase. Um, so the sacred invitation here um, one of them is to Learn how to say no and build boundaries, so remember we're transitioning from the height of summer to the depth of winter. We're moving on that lunar path slowly moving down and in. Need to learn how to say no to things because if you spread yourself too thin, that's a recipe for <laughs> for burnout for disaster um for for stress for all of that. And so moving slowly down and in, gradually saying more no's as you go, gradually letting go and releasing, um, all of the things that aren't supporting you, all of the responsibilities that are not necessary, um, and building those, building those boundaries because you're, you're beginning to make that cocoon again to go back into the winter, the winter rest time. And so, you know, as a, Um, you know, as the caterpillar is building its cocoon, it's also a gradual process where it's slowly weaving itself into that cocoon, um, before it hibernates and rests within. So that's the energy of, of the autumn. And if you continue to say yes to everything, you're probably going to find yourself experiencing some more of those, um, PMS, um, you know, more of that energy of the PMS because of getting irritable, frustrated, angry, um, it's probably because you're doing too much and you're trying to be too much to too many people or you're going too fast, um, um, in this time. So slowing down, saying no, letting go, building boundaries. Um, those are the, the invitations of the autumn so just reviewing we went through the luminaries the two halves of the cycle the solar path from menstruation to ovulation the lunar path from ovulation to menstruation and then a deeper layer breaking it down into four um, four seasons with the inner seasons inner winter menstruation new moon winter season inner spring pre-ovulation waxing moon spring season the inner summer ovulation full moon and summer season and then the inner autumn pre-menstrual, waning moon and um, the autumn season so we're gonna dive one one layer deeper and i won't go into like too much detail with this last one this last one is what i'm actually um At the moment, recording a course for here on Insight Timer based on this last um, energetic blueprint. Um, and so, yeah, hopefully it'll be ready in a couple weeks and you can take the course um, and, and learn a little bit more deeply about it. So the last one is called The Five Roots of Inner Winter. And so we're just, again, we went from the two halves to the four phases and now we're just taking the one phase of the inner winter, the time of menstruation, um, and breaking that down into five, um, what I call the five roots. Because I call menstruation the sacred ground and then I call these five roots, um, you know, these are the energies of the, the roots growing down into this fertile ground of menstruation so that then you can move into the spring um, and the summer and have these have these solid roots um, within your being so that you can have the strength to grow, you know, to grow up stronger, to have more blossoms in the other seasons. So I'll just say say the five roots. The first one is separation, then surrender, then renewal, then visioning, and then clarity. So again, the inner winter being the death and the rebirth of the cycle. So the very beginning, like I said, it starts usually a day or two before you begin bleeding. And that's the first root of separation. And that is the energy of the the death of the ego within, um, within the cycle. So the death of the cycle is actually the death of your ego. It's the death of um, the everyday consciousness, what is drawing you and connecting you to the, to the outside world. It's fine. Like you've been slowly letting go and building that, that space and that boundary in the autumn. And then finally, when you get to that first day of inner winter, that root of separation, um, it's that final, final cutoff. Um, nope, I'm, I'm dying to that egoic self and I am going, into that, um, that divine self, that divine essence within. And so you might feel that shift, like a, it's a withdrawing from the world, you know, you just noticing that like, oh, I just need, just need a bit more space, um, away from other people, um, away from my responsibilities and things in the world. Um, and just, just noticing that, noticing that shift. And it's almost like, Um, it's almost like a veil drops and you can see, you can see like the essence of things. You can see the, um, sacredness of things more easily. And this space is also called the void. Now, you think about it, it makes sense because the death of the ego can leave like this, this emptiness, um, within and experiencing that energy of void. Now, usually there's sort of like two types of people that experience this energy of separation, this energy of the void. On one side, people could experience this as like a really, like a magical time. It's like the sacred invitation to like let go of um, all of these Masks all of these illusions that you wear on the outside world that are connected to your ego and dropping all of that you know and there's nothing else to do or be but your but yourself in that you know that true divine essence of you so some people could feel that as like this really sweet magical um invitation to go within on the other hand, depending on your life experiences, it could trigger like fear and abandonment Um, because, you know, you're, you're separating, you're, you're dying to that, that self that you are in the outside world, that egoic self. And that depending on, you know, if you have, um, if you have a lot of experiences that are connected to traumas in your life, it can expose those and triggering these feelings of um, abandonment because you're separated now, right? And so, just noticing how you might feel that that energy, like right before, right before your bleed, and just being, just being really tender and gentle with yourself um, in that space, because it's almost like, you know, thinking about when you, um, you know, if you get a burn. On your skin that's kind of like what it is. Um so it's like tending tending to yourself after a burn. Um it's like very, very tender and um it's like right on the surface of your being. Okay, so that's um the energy of separation. Then surrender, the second root, comes right at the beginning of your bleed. Um, so that first day um when that first full flow starting begins you know if you if you do spot before you're bleeding that's probably that's still in the energy of separation and then when that first f- um full flow comes that would be the energy of surrender and just like it sounds that is the time to let go and just be so again only doing things that are 100% completely necessary um and just being with that, with that divine essence of yourself. It's like you're coming back into connection after a cycle of, of moving away. Um, you're coming back in to connection with your divine self, um, or any other, you know, like you might not call it your divine self, you know, you might call it the universe or source or love or whatever that is for you. That you connect with deep, deep within your, you know, your spirit, your soul. Um, and so, yeah, this is the time then to rest. This is the time to um, to ground in your being and really grow, grow that root deep that will support you um, in the coming seasons. So that is the energy of surrender. So separation um, and surrender are the only two that have sort of like a starting time. So separation, like I said, a day or two before you begin to bleed. And um, it actually can be just a couple hours as well. Um, But it definitely comes before you bleed and then surrender coming that day one, first day, um, full flow bleeding. And then the other three, renewal, visioning, and clarity, they aren't tied to any specific start date. Um, and it just depends really on your bodily makeup, your cycle, how it unfolds. Um, so just paying attention to how they might come through for you. But renewal is sort of like, so, you know, you've separated, you've let go, you've surrendered, um, that, that ground um, is is fertile, it's nourishing, and this renewal. So this is like the beginning of the rebirth of the cycle, right? So it is um, renewing you, renewing you into a deeper connection with your true self. It's like getting another layer deeper. So each cycle, that's what you're doing. Each cycle, you're uncovering another layer of who you are. Um, and being in connection with that if you're taking the time to um, rest here in the inner winter. So reconnecting to what I like to call the soul of the world or the universal consciousness. Um, And actually during this time of the cycle, you get an oxytocin wash. Um, So this is just right around when estrogen is beginning to start again. And as soon as it's starting, you get this oxytocin wash um, through your body. And it feels like, um, you know, some people call it a mother hug, or it just feels like this holding of, you know, divine love where you feel, you feel renewed. Um, and you feel in that deep connection with your, with yourself, with who you are. And after that space, then comes the visioning that's the fourth root of visioning. So, you know, you have opened yourself up, you know yourself, who you are, and you're ready to receive visions. And usually in this space of the fourth root of visioning comes the the big picture, like the big picture your calling um, in life, your purpose, what you were created to do in this lifetime that's what comes during this visioning. And a lot of times it's really big and it might feel overwhelming um, because it could be something like save the world. (laughs) You know, it can be like this really big thing. Um, But you have to recognize that that's your calling over your life arc, you know, like from birth to death um, in this lifetime. That's the calling Um, that you have been weaving from the beginning of your days um, through to where you are now. And the invitation there is then to just receive it. So you're not doing anything with it. You're still in that energy of resting in the inner winter. You're just receiving it. You're just downloading it. You're just gathering it. So doing things like journaling during this time is great. Just journaling down everything that comes through. Even if it doesn't make any sense to you. Even if it's just sort of like an image. Just draw that image. Um, You might notice like some aha connection pieces happening during this time. Realizing how these threads have been woven throughout your life so far. Just receive all of that. Just be in that space of... um, That space of... What is the word? receptivity. Yeah. That space of receptivity. And then after you've received these visions, it's sort of like a funnel, right? Receive the big picture. And then comes the fifth root of clarity. So you're coming to the end of your bleed. You know, you might be, if any of you like have spotting towards the end of your cycle, this would be sort of that energy as you're beginning to shift, um, transition from winter to spring. We're funneling down this big, this big calling, this big purpose for your life, and then it comes down into clarity. And sometimes this is like a very, very practical, tangible task. Like you might receive just like one thing to do, um, this, this cycle. So that's the thing. You're taking this big, big life purpose, and you're bringing it down to what's my intention for this cycle so what is the one thread i can pull from my um from my divine purpose that i can weave throughout this next cycle um, and just being being open to see what's, what's going to come through in that root of, of clarity and carrying that sacred thread. So again, you're at that space, you're setting the intention, you're planting that seed of um, this this piece of clarity that you've received, planting that seed, exploring, playing with it in the spring, manifesting it, doing the work in the summer, and then coming down to the autumn and reflecting, harvesting, um, and course correcting, if need be, before then you surrender, let go, to open yourself up to receive more of your vision, and then another piece of clarity, and it all starts again um and again, if you don't have a menstrual cycle, you can still hold these energies in um you know in the new moon energy. That's that would be the inner winter time and in the winter season energy. And so following along with like um the yeah with within that winter winter season and going into those spaces of separation, surrender, renewal, visioning, and clarity. Mm, All right. Those are our three, those are our three maps. Mm, Oh, and it's one-one-one right now beautiful. I love it. Um. Okay. So yeah, just a short, short overview. We had the luminaries first, solar path and lunar path, the two halves of the cycle. Then coming a layer deeper, we did the four phases of the inner seasons, and then a layer deeper, just the five roots of the inner winter. And what I'll share here at the end is that While these are, you know, these are archetypes, which what does archetype mean? It means like a universal knowing, like a universal energy um, that's, you know, woven through the universe. But how that shows up for each one of us is unique. You know, we all have um, different, we all have different bodies, we all have different biologies, um, you know, biological processes in our body, we all have different hormonal makeups, we all have different, um, you know, life experiences, you know, upbringings, cultures, you know, all of these, all of these play into who, who we are, right? And so, while I am sharing like this overarching universal archetype of the cycle, how you experience it yourself is going to be very unique and the only way you're going to know that is by tracking and charting your own cycle which is why i created a um a workshop called chart your cycle and um it's a 90 minute workshop that will actually go through different ways of charting your own cycle in alignment with these Um, archetypal energies and seeing in which parts of the cycle, you know, you have a lot of um, natural strength and you feel really aligned and things are working well and you just feel like, I got this. And then other points of your cycle where it's not aligning with the archetypal energy and you might feel quite vulnerable and challenged and um, knowing that those are then the parts of your cycle that you feel called into um, you know healing and um, how you can how you can do that. Um, but then once you know those things, you can create your um, your self care plans, you can um, communicate to other people. It has really um, transformed my relationship with my spouse because I can now communicate um, what I need. You know, like I can clearly see. Oh, I am. You know, day. You know, I tell. I'm day 25 of my cycle today. So, if you could give me a little bit more space, um, that's probably going to help. Not only me, it's going to help you as well. Um, in our dynamic today. And so, knowing those, knowing your natural rhythms and being able to communicate and articulate that is can be really, really empowering yeah, really like learning, learning your own cyclical rhythm by charting is going to be the most, the most important thing. I've been doing it for about six or seven years now. Um, and still, you know, still to this day, I don't know how many stacks, you know, I have like a whole, a whole stack of cycle charts that I have over the years. Um, and still today, like seeing new, because, you know, as as a cyclical being, nothing ever stays the same, right? We know that. We know that, especially for us here that are spiritual people, that are meditators. We know that, like, the only constant in life is change, right? And so by tracking your cycle, you're going to learn, like, your own rhythms, but that's going to change throughout time. It's going to change throughout um, whatever experiences are happening in your life. So it really basically is just like a self-awareness practice. It's a mindfulness tool um, to have this connection to, to your body and to um, the moon or to the earth, whatever you're really connecting to, and um, bringing us into more sustainable ways of being in this linear world that we're all, you know, stuck in right now. <laughs> Um, You know, I guarantee almost all of us here are in a society that is very rooted in a foundation of a linear way of being, Um, you know, that's run by patriarchy, by capitalism, you know, the things that are telling us that we need to be the same all the time. Um, And so having this practice of charting your cycle is it's like a it's an unlearning of what society has told you. And it's a relearning of your natural your natural way of being. When you begin to chart your cycle, your body starts telling you what it needs. If you're listening, like, that's all we need to do. We need to listen. And if you're listening to your body, it starts to tell you, you know, it started to tell me, like, get your iron checked. You know, I checked uh, or get, you know, these blood tests and checking, like, realize that, oh, I have severe vitamin B twelve deficiency and folate deficiency and iron deficiency all creating anemia. Um and, you know, can then start and work with that. Um realizing that um my energies I was pushing myself too much um in the spring season of my cycle. And when I began to slow that down, my cycle began to flow smoother as well. And so like becoming into this, coming into this awareness of um, it's just like learning, learning the language of your body, learning the language of your womb, learning the language of this cyclical um, energies. And when you listen and learn from that, it's going to guide you in the ways to find your healing, um, to find those places that are sustainable for you, that ease and spaciousness that we're all that is our that is our birthright um as as humans Mm. yeah Mm. it's been lovely lovely being with you all um I think I'm gonna go and organize my space I'm gonna clean up my space before I eat lunch because that's my energy I'm holding day 21 my inner autumn I'm wanting to to nest a little bit and clean things up. Um, And I hope you all have, you know, beautiful days, afternoons, evenings, wherever you are. All right, beautiful people. I will see you again soon.